So the question is, can someone stop being lazy? There's a part of me that says yes. There's a part of me that says no. You'll find out what that is. There's three things I'm going to reference. One, a book. Two stories. Then the third one's going to be a movie I just watched. I was so pissed off at the end. Mario wanted to go watch this movie with me. I agreed. We went. Acting was phenomenal. The Whale. Brandon Fraser crushed it. But I hated the movie. Specifically the end. And I'll tell you why. Spoiler alert. Don't watch this video if you're planning on watching the movie. It's probably going to be a waste of your time because I'm going to tell you exactly what happens at the end. So having said that, let's get right into it. If you get value from this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to this channel. I want to give a quick shout out today to our sponsor, Masterworks. Here's why. For the longest time, you and I maybe didn't trust art, but we appreciated it, right? For the longest time, people are cards, collectible cards. Why would I buy a card? What if it's not real? What if it's not this? Then all of a sudden, credibility entered the market for collectible cards and art. SEC got involved. PSA got involved. And next thing you know, Alternative investments went to the roof. Private equity got into it. Venture capital got into it. Goldman Sachs is now sitting there. There's now art funds. There's funds that is about investing into certain pieces of art for high-end clients. Last year was a record-breaking year in art. $18 billion of art was purchased last year. It was the biggest auction year ever, nearly $18 billion. Say, so now you may watch it saying, Pat, $18 billion is great. I don't have that kind of money. I don't. Yeah, but just the same way you buy a mutual fund or a stock of a company, what if now you can buy a piece of a Picasso painting or a Banksy piece of art that he has? How cool would that be? And then if it grows, your investment also grows for you. That's what Masterworks does. They allow you to invest in this multi-million dollar art for a fraction of a full price, and they qualify each offering with the SEC, which you can find at Edgar Database at sec.gov, and linked in the description will be below. So if you do want to learn more about Masterworks, click on a link below. There's a special offer specifically for the audience of Valuetainment. So I'm at an event last week, San Antonio or Houston. I'm giving a speech, and every time I go through these January conventions, conferences, there's a, a group of people that I know when I talk to them, they're going to tell me the same thing every time. So, so how was your numbers? How'd you finish off the year? Oh, Pat, if you only know what I went through in 2022, but 2023 is going to be big, as if 2023 is not going to have new sets of problems, right? No, you, if you only know what I went through in 2020, 2022 is very hard for us. Very. We went through so many difficulties. I'm like, four years straight, your script is the same. It's as if you want to go on stage to justify why you didn't perform. By the way, lazy people like to do that, to justify why their numbers aren't good because life is so hard. I'm going through really tough times right now, my relationships with this, with that, no problem. So I get on stage, I have a whole speech mapped out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to open up with a different story. I said, hey, I want you to write down the three biggest problems you faced in 2022. 30 seconds. Everybody gets a minute. They're writing it down. I said, now here's a game we're gonna play. You got your set of problems. I'm gonna give you three. Tell me if you'd like to exchange your three problems for the three problems I'm gonna give you. Good? Yeah, okay, fantastic. I want you to think about you're a 15-year-old boy. Your mother dies at 15 years old, okay? You watch her die. I want you to think about you're a 35-year-old man, 36-year-old father, man, husband. You had a soccer game. Your 15-year-old younger brother, who's a great soccer player, gets hit with the soccer ball in a regular soccer match. He collapses in the middle of the game, goes to the hospital, dies at 15 years old. Younger brother. Then six months later, your father dies from brain cancer, okay? You have your problems. I got these three problems for you. Would you exchange your three problems with these problems? Nobody raised their hands. I said, the reason why I give you this story is because there's a guy right there, Adam, stand up. His name is Christian. I said, that's exactly what he went through last year. That's exactly what he went through in his life. The brother and his father, that just happened last 12 to 24 months. I said, he needs the MVP of the entire group here. 
2,000 people in the room. He ended up becoming the MVP in the entire group. Everybody's like, silence in the room. There's nothing to say. You know why? One of the biggest signs of laziness is we have convinced ourselves our life is so hard and that is our out. And stories like that annoy because I guarantee you, no matter how hard you think you're like you, if you know how my dad was, if you know how my mom was, you don't know what my girlfriend did to me, you don't know what my husband did to me, my wife did to me, my kid, do you know who just passed, do you know who this, do you know who that? I totally get it. Life sucks sometimes. It's hard to be a father sometimes. It's hard to be a son. It's hard to be a husband. It's hard to be a woman, a man. It's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. It's just not. But every time clinging on that idea that your life so, is so much harder than somebody else's, while somebody with a harder life than you is winning and not making excuses. So number one is that story. Let me go to the second one. Can somebody choose to stop being lazy? I think it's all gonna come down to one thing. A book I read a long time ago, I'm gonna reference, yeah, reference as, as much as I can, I like to reference this book. It's called Power Versus Force. When you're looking at the screen, there are different levels it goes through that gets somebody to be willing to change. So it talks about levels of consciousness. There's a level above 200 where you're becoming a leader, anything below you're not. The lowest level starts with shame. You're ashamed, okay? We all at some point have been shamed. The next one is guilt. Nobody does anything good that feels guilty okay, for something you did in the past. Then there's apathy, right? Then there's grief, there's fear, there's desire, there's anger, there's pride. If you have any of those, which we all have, you're not gonna change. Your pride, your ego, I'm wrong, anger, desire, grief, you don't know, feel sorry for me, you ain't changing. You, you are not changing. The first level of change that it talks about in the book is courage. One has to have courage to stop being lazy. Right after courage is neutrality, which means being willing to receive different arguments of people to say, here's what I think you ought to consider doing. So you got courage, neutrality, then it's willingness. I am willing to improve. Then it's acceptance. I am willing to accept that I've been lazy the last two years and I want to do something about it. Then after acceptance is reason. Let's reason on what I need to do improve, right? So the part of me that says, yeah, this person can change. No, that person can't change is the following reason. You know how so many people DM and say, I'd love to work with Elon Musk. I'd love to work with Michael Jordan. Man, I'd love to work. I'd love to be Brady's teammate. I'd love to work with you, Pat. I'd love to be at the office with you, seeing exactly what you're doing. Really? Yeah. Okay, what do you think it's like to work with Jobs? You think Jobs is always sitting there saying, imagine if one day Apple builds a phone and you're like, hey, what a visionary. Did you feel that? I felt it. Or do you think it's like, hey, I want you guys to take something, a computer, this big ass computer, and I want you to fit it in this, you got six months. What a moron, who are you to say something like that? If you're so smart, why don't you do it? You need to do it. You don't do it, you're fired. That's how Steve would be. I don't see him being like that. I see him saying, saying stuff like, but I believe you guys got this. Because I just feel it. Let's do yoga together and take some LSD and let's some, make some smartphones together. No. You may have worked with somebody that's a hard-charging person, but you hated it. Because they drove you nuts. They expected so much from you. They challenged you. You couldn't stand it. Meaning. Maybe you weren't ready for it. So this whole idea about, you know, if, if I'm around the right people, I would change too. Only if you have the courage to be neutral, to accept, to willing to improve, to reason, yes. 
If not, your ego gets in the way, your pride gets in the way, you feel sorry for yourself, apathy, grief, shame, guilt, any of that stuff, forget about it. It's not, it's not gonna happen. And last but not least, the third part, which is the movie, again, spoiler alert, don't stick around if you're gonna watch the movie The Whale. I see his speech, he's getting emotional crying. I'm like, man, I'm so glad this guy's back. He had put on weight, everybody forgot about Brandon Frazier, and now he crushes it with the acting that he does. Now, movie story, I don't like the story. I like Brandon Frazier, not the story. So I'm criticizing the story, let me get into it. Should I go watch this movie with Mario? So Pat, you gotta watch the movie, The Wheel. Great, let's go watch it. Sitting there, it's a story of a man who was married, got a daughter, eight years old, he's married to a woman, got a daughter, eight years old, ends up falling in love with one of his students and leaves wife and daughter to be with this man. This man he ends up falling in love with, they end up being together, ends up committing suicide. He puts on all this weight, he's like five, 600 pounds. The sister of the man he falls in love with becomes his caretaker. So just kind of following on what's going on here. Anyways, his doctor keeps saying you're two weeks away from dying, four weeks away from dying because the way you're eating, he keeps eating pizza, all this stuff because he's just done with his life, right? Then all of a sudden out of nowhere, his daughter who resents him because left him, comes into his life. And there's that relationship. But she's bitter, she's angry, she's upset at him. How could you leave me? All this other stuff. He says, but you know what? I have $120,000 I saved to give to you. He's like, I'm gonna give it to you. All you need to do is write. All you need to do is do this. If you come here, I'll help you with your homework. I'll help you with your paper. I'll help you with this. And I'm gonna give you this $120,000. And then at the end, there's this scene where the daughter is begging. Say, I don't care about your $120,000 begging the dad to change, to choose to change and lose the weight because he can, so he can see his daughter winning, so he can see his daughter's dreams become a reality. The daughter wants the father to walk, hit, walk her down the aisle one day. You know how the movie ends? The movie ends saying, no, no, but this is the right thing. He dies, leaves her the money, and the movie ends, and the credit shows up. I'm sitting like, what a freaking stupid movie kind of a story is this? You want me to be inspired by this? Hey, you know what? When life gets hard, screw it. Just give up and, you know, let your life die. Your daughter loves you, but it's $120,000. You know, you're leaving $120,000. No, that movie is a movie that inspires other people to think they can't change and refuse to change. Even though your daughter, who's lived a miserable life without a father figure, they're always in trouble, that dad leaves for another student, a man, and now the dad doesn't want to change. What's the moral of the story? You don't want to change? You, you don't want your daughter to have a relationship with you? You don't want to change? See, the, the whole reason why I'm explaining this story the way I'm giving it to you is because if you're still watching this video at this point, you're feeling the pain of this video, okay? The only thing that caused this lazy man to change, this guy, up until 18, my dad, only thing he would say, you're so lazy, you're so this, you're so that, you're lazy, eventually, I watched my dad potentially dying on his deathbed when he lost 40 pounds. And I said, this is not gonna happen. I'm gonna get my ass to work. It was so freaking painful visualizing my dad dying. I was not willing to live with it, period. I dropped certain habits. I feared success. I feared failure. I feared embarrassment. What if I can't do it? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not smart? I've had all the grief, but you don't know. I went through, my parents went through a divorce, but you don't know my life. All this bullshit. I read this. I'm like, Don, I'm doing this. I'm changing. Pain eventually got me to say, I'm going in the army, force, putting myself in a situation that I don't have a choice. I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning. I have to work out. I have to run. I have to be in shape. I have to be around all that stuff. 
a big decision with that. Now, someone may be watching and say, Pat, I'm 42 years old. What do you want me to do? Have a workout partner and you work out with them at 6 o'clock where you can't disappoint them. Hire a trainer you're paying them money to get you to get up in the morning. Create a 7 o'clock breakfast with potential prospects for you to see. Create opportunities where you are being held accountable in a situation where you have to choose to change or else. Because if you don't change, you can convince everybody life is hard. But eventually you're going to be a certain age and you're going to look at that person in the mirror and you're going to say, you're so full of shit. That's very painful. It's very painful. If you're okay with that, go watch the whale. Let that inspire you to not change. Go watch the whale and say, you know what? I'm all about this. Pat's wrong. Some people are this. Some people are that. No problem. That's why I said, I don't know if you're going to choose to change or not. Or if you're watching and saying, you know what? I'm sick of it. Maybe go buy the book Power Versus Force. Maybe go read. Maybe do certain things that's going to put you in a place to say, I better get my act together. Maybe paint a picture for yourself if you don't change what life's going to look like. How painful is that? You okay with that? Your girl leaving. Your kids not wanting to see you. You being alone by yourself. If you're okay with that, do what you're doing. If you're not, go light it up. So, I'm 50-50 on some that will change and some that won't because 100% of it is on who? Is on you. So, I got a video for you to watch, okay? The video I want you to watch is a video I did four or five years ago. It's called How to Improve Your Work Ethic. If you've never watched this video, click here to watch the video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.